Welcome back to Renewed Focus, a short biblical podcast where we help each other have a fresh focus on Jesus by looking at how his word calls us to live in the everyday life. My name's Wade. Thanks for being with me. Now, you've probably heard the statement, speak truth in love before. It's actually a command that we can find in Ephesians 4.15. Here's what the, the verse says. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. Now, we can all agree that it is better to hear the truth in love, especially when it's hard truth about us, right? I mean, hard truths really are better to hear when you aren't reacting out of offense or when, when we don't feel like our backs are against the wall because we've heard something that we may not like or that we may not agree with. Love creates the proper environment for truth to be shared. Truth and love, love and truth, they cannot be separated. So it definitely is true, right, and biblical to share hard truths with others in love in this way that we've probably have all thought about this statement before and have used it before. But what I want to focus on is the statement that closes out the verse and look at some of the surrounding context with the verse. And we need to keep the words, we will grow in the back of our minds as we go through this. This will help us get a closer look at what Paul was going, what he was going for with this statement and how we can actually practice this command in our lives. Now, prior to the, to the command to speak the truth in love, in the first part of chapter four, Paul talks about the unity of the body of Christ. Paul is pushing the church here in Ephesus to live, it says this right off in verse one, to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. He tells us that the way you live this life or what this life looks like is a life that bears with one another in love. It is marked by gentleness. It contains patience. It has humility. A life that is worthy of our calling as Christians strives towards unity in the body of Christ, the church, community, our family. If you are a Christ follower, you have to remember that we all serve the same Lord and we are all a part of the same body. We are a part of, of the big C church, the universal church, and we are part of our local church, the, the little C church. And those local church, we should know and we should act as that they are our family. The local church needs to be our family. We need to view them that way. We need to view the church that way, I should say. He goes on and talks about gifts given to the church from Christ, like apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. He says he does this and, and says this in uh, 12 to 13 to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ. Now, this is a key statement. So the body of Christ, right? The, the body, the community, the church may be built up until we are all reach unity in the faith and in knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of fullness of Christ. And then it's this context, the context of church unity, community, and spiritual maturity. We get to our key verse today. Speaking the truth in love, we will grow. Remember those words? We will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. Now, have you ever felt awkward when you have, when you have to speak the truth to somebody? Even if you try your hardest to do it in love, sometimes it can just be plain awkward. I'm sure you felt awkward when someone has had to tell you that hard truth. Or when you've had to hear things that you don't like about yourself that you may disagree with, but, but might be true. Those can be awkward times. 
when we hear the hard personal truths. I'm sure, you see, you, you, you can't fully grab onto this truth until you actually start to practice it in consistent spiritual community. It's hard to actually get used to this when we only do it sometimes or we do it in awkward moments or we do it with random people. This has to be done in consistent spiritual community. Speaking truth and love has to be done in community, not just here and there, but practiced in community. Paul connects this idea about being spiritually mature and speaking truth and love, and he connects it to the growth of the body. This truth isn't just for you by yourself to be mature, but it's for the church to become mature together. Rather than be, being spiritually immature and easily deceived, we are to speak truth in love to one another. To one another. We are to help each other keep Jesus and his message at the center of our lives. Now, you might say that that sounds great, Wade, but how do we actually do this? How does it become normal, not awkward? How does it become good and right? How does it become useful in our lives? How do we not sound like jerks on one side of the coin and, and then on the other side, how, how, how do we actually have the conviction to say anything at all when, when it's appropriate to do so? Whether sharing truth in general from God or speaking into somebody's life personal with a personal truth they have to hear, how, how does this actually happen? Well, I want to leave with you, with, with you just a few key thoughts to kind of help us make this a normal part of our life and make it useful. The first one is this. First, you have to find your community. What I mean by that is that this should be people from your church. So you should find a, a few key people from your church. Now, this truth should be done in your whole church, but we know that that's kind of hard, right? So find a few key people in your church that you can be honest with, that you can practice this with. So start finding a few key people. The second is this. You have to give those people permission. Don't assume that you have permission to speak into somebody's life like that. You should have permission to do so, so you can practice it well. And then also don't assume that that person knows that they have permission to speak into your life like that. They may be holding things back or, or not having conversations that they're supposed to be having with you because they feel like they don't have permission. So give each other permission. The third thing is, we've already said this, practice it. Practice it regularly. Don't make it a random thing that you have to do here and there in awkward moments, but find a, a small community where you give each other permission and then practice this regularly, speaking truth in love into one another's lives. The fourth thing is this, be others focused. Don't be self-serving, right? The love referred to in this verse is agape love. Agape love is a self-sacrificial type of love that works for the benefit of others, the benefit of the loved one. See, we, we speak truth in order to build up, not to tear down. And so you need to have others focus. Being self-serving when speaking truth in love is the opposite of actually speaking truth in love. And then finally, this fifth, keep Jesus in the middle. The point of speaking love and truth is to help each other be built up into spiritual maturity so that we can function as his body, so we can accomplish his mission. Whenever we speak truth to someone or we are hearing truth from someone, we have to run it through the lens of Jesus and his mission. This is key. We do this for the purposes of being his church on mission. I mean, we should probably ask ourselves these questions. Does what I'm about to say honor Jesus? 
And does it help in keeping or does it help in accomplishing his mission? Does it honor Jesus and does it do something for his mission? And then we should ask, is what I'm about to say good for the other person? Is it showing agape love? Is it, self, or is it self-serving or is it actually being others focused? I'm actually helping the other person. I'm actually be showing sacrificial love. Is, is the truth that I want to speak, am I speaking in love? And what that means is, is it honoring Jesus? Is it actually accomplishing his mission? Is it actually benefiting the other person? Those are great questions to ask ourselves. And when we actually keep Jesus, who he is, what he's done for us, his mission at, in the middle, in the center, when we actually go through that lens, we're far better off when we try to speak truth in love. And this then can translate into just speaking truth and love in a general context. Because if we find a smaller community that we can practice with this regularly, give permission to, do this with, uh, with humility and gentleness and kindness, and when we keep Je- Jesus in the middle, practicing that in the smaller community should actually then help us just do it in general. Because we should be sharing the gospel with people, and that's the ultimate form of speaking truth and love. And we will feel way less awkward doing that in, the, in just kind of in a general way when we actually have a practice in our closer community of doing it on a normal basis where we're sharing the truth of the gospel, keeping the gospel as our foundation in our life together, helping each other do that. That's, that's helping the church become mature. And then when we're sharing hard truths with each other and actually just speaking love, speaking truth and love into each other's lives and, and helping each other being built up. So as you practice speaking truth and love, I, I encourage you guys to look at those five things and see if they can help you do it a little bit better. Thanks for being with me.